For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's not that easy. Welcome to another episode of Let's Ride with Chris Harris Jr. I am Patrick Coyote. I am one of your hosts of this show. Join me, as always, is former Denver Broncos, Super Bowl 50 champion, all-decade cornerback, soon-to-be ring of famer, Chris Harris Jr. Chris, my man, it's good to see you. Coming off a huge win against Minnesota, how you doing? Oh man, feeling good, man. Good to be back. You know, Bleacher Report, we had fun. You know, yeah. uh, post game, yeah. man. So everybody go on there and check us out. But uh, it's ready. It's a new week, man. It's time to get on the Browns, and uh, you know we got TJ coming up this week, so it's gonna be fun. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's gonna be uh, an exciting week for Let's Ride. We've got Bleacher Report, like you said. TJ Ward is going to be joining us tomorrow for a special interview really excited about that because it's civil war week for the oregon ducks and the oregon state beavers the last one potentially for the next what five years i think is is what they're saying because of scheduling it's a big rivalry chris and it's going away and we're all sad about it in oregon but times are changing blame the pac-12 before we get into the the broncos we have a message from our sponsors. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is here, and it's ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests, whether it's NFL, college football, UFC, or NHL. They're all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to the bet online today and remember to use our promo code believe that's B L E A V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. Chris, we're going to start this episode talking about the last game. Okay. Week 11, Minnesota, Sunday night football, Minnesota coming into that game, one of the hottest teams in the league. Josh Dobbs was balling out before that defense was, you know, their their unique blitzes and Brian Flores coming in and and making a huge difference for that uh, for that team and that scheme. This was a a game that was I mean, it, it was make or break for the Denver Broncos, really. You know, we, going into that game, it was how is Russ going to be able to handle the the blitz? How is he going to be able to handle this exotic defense? And he did a pretty good job of it all in all. Uh, what did you see in that game from the Denver Broncos? Yeah. And what do you think needs to improve from that game going forward? Yeah, uh, just offensively, you know, we just didn't do well on third down. You know, we did. I think we did a solid job on first and second down because – we had a lot of third and shorts. It seems like we yeah. just could not um, convert on third and twos, you know, yeah. third and threes, right? Yeah. So we did what we needed to do to get um, a solid, you know, third down uh, yardage, right, to be able to yeah. 
we usually you usually convert those things, right? You usually right. convert, but um, we 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 weren't able to do it. Uh, Coach Flores is a tough defensive coordinator, you know. I'm definitely um, love his style. He's a very aggressive type mm-hmm. of D coordinator. He gives you mm-hmm. multiple different looks. He makes ev- everybody has to be in tune um, to the uh, the different looks and uh, packages that he brings because if you don't, it's gonna be sacks, yeah. right? It's gonna be <laughs> yeah. turnovers, right? So every from everybody line from the O everybody on the O line to the mm-hmm. uh, running backs, you know, everybody mm-hmm. has to be on the same page, you know. So it's always a tough time facing him. I wish we could have converted and did a lot better on third down so we can run yeah. the ball a lot better. It's hard. You can't run the ball if you don't convert on third down. And um, that's what happened to us in this game. And uh, But luckily, you know, defense, you get three great turnovers, uh, yeah. good field position. We're able to capitalize on those and get some points. And, uh, you know, that's what – that that's what gives you a chance to win, right? It's always yeah. it always happens when we win the turnover battle. We've been winning, yeah, right. We've been saying crazy that how that works. Very beginning of the season, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I mean that game was definitely one that we were kind of stressed about going into, right? Because of Flores, you know, Josh Dobbs. Yeah, cre- like credit to him, he played an amazing game. He really did, and he's yeah. been playing at a really high level. The guy is smart. He's stupid smart. You know, this this guy's a, you know, he's an engineer, an astro engineer. That's absolutely insane. And for a quarterback in the NFL, you think this guy is processing at a really high level. He can process information quickly. And I think that's been the key to his success. But on the flip side with that defense and the, the size of it, this is two straight weeks, Chris, that they've had to face defenses with really big fronts and the run game. Well, just, season. Yeah. Season, and, I mean, for the, yeah. the last like the last stretch of games have just been so rough. And I feel really bad for like the interior guy. I feel bad for Quinn and and Cush and yeah. Ben Powers because they're having to deal with some monsters up front. Tomlinson, Chris Jones, that whole Buffalo front, all those guys are massive. Uh, but they did a really good the job. Vikings Hunters up there in yeah. sacks. I think he has 12 sacks. Yeah. And I mean this this was a huge test for the offense and going back and and looking at this game versus looking at the Buffalo game, I think there was more trust in Russell Wilson to be able to make adjustments at the line of scrimmage and fix some of the things that they were struggling with against, uh, against Buffalo early on the, the, the Vikings caught him with a couple blitzes that, you know, mm-hmm. you can't, you, you got to be able to adjust to those later in game. And that's what he did. And so I, f- yeah. I felt like this was a game that was like, Maybe we're seeing a little bit more of Russell Wilson getting comfortable within the offense and comfortable with their game plan and what worked. There were a couple missed throws that, you know, we'd love to have back. Obviously the Judy drop in the end zone would have loved to have that back. The, the one just before halftime that Judy saved from being an interception would have loved to have that one back as well. Still ended up in three points, but you're absolutely right. You have to be able to convert on those third downs. And if we think back to the Buffalo game, what you said, has has just been so true when you're in third and nine which is what they were averaging against buffalo it's really hard to convert when you get down to third and two third and three those those are areas where that percentage jumps up a lot higher and when you can't convert that it's not going to be a good day so i i agree figuring out what you're doing on third down those third down play calls have to be better uh and, and of course, again, we get vintage Russell Wilson at the end of the game when it matters most. That throw to Cortland Sutton is going to be 
replayed every game from here on out. Um, but there was another aspect of this game, Chris, that I want to talk about. And I know you're going to be, you know, you're going to be heated about this because this is a discussion that I feel like we've had a couple times already this season. We just talked about it with Tatum Bell. We're probably going to talk about it again with TJ Ward tomorrow. Kareem Jackson yeah. suspended for four games again because of his hit mm. on Josh Dobbs. And since the suspension was announced, multiple Broncos players have come out on Twitter, including Justin Simmons, in support of Kareem Jackson. And not exactly saying that his hit was legal or you know anything like that, but more so saying there needs to be consistency. The it, he highlighted the Buffalo hit against Cortland Sutton that wasn't called, or it was called, but there was no fine, no suspension. But where's the consistency, Chris? Do you think that the league is kind of starting to just crack down on Kareem in general, or do you think that yeah. this is like just a, a missed opportunity for consistency by the league? No, he's definitely the the poster child for the yeah. you know for the hits, you know. I don't know what you call it. Uh, yeah, you know, that's that's exactly violent hits, you know, violent yeah. tackles, you know. I don't I don't know what we call it, you know. Yeah. What's the rule to this, you know, the Kareem Jackson hit, I guess. Yeah. But uh he's the poster child and um um you can say that he they're being unfair, but man, the hits look, you know, if we go by today's standard, yeah. you know, he's breaking the law kind of, you know. Yeah. So, um and it hurts the team, right? We we talked about this that he would have to change his tackling style, yeah, he, uh, to to be able to fit and be able to play in this modern age, twenty twenty three, of mm -hmm. football, right? And it hurts the team, you know. We're we're in um, a great situation to make a playoff run. Um, now you're going to be gone four games. The backup's been hurt, and now we have younger, you know, younger guys back there. So. Um, I think they, they, they should play a lot better with Justin out there now. At least they have one veteran out there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think it's the drop-off as safety to me is after lock, it's very bad, you know. Yeah. So oh, I yeah. think it's a bigger it's a big drop-off uh, from the safety depth. So it's going to be interesting to see how we play uh, this week, especially this week versus the Browns. You know, it's going to be a physical game. Yeah. Um, they, Browns have very big O-linemen. Uh, they're gonna run the football with a young quarterback, and you know it's it's that it's one of those big boy games. So it's gonna be interesting. He's gonna have to come out and fill the holes, you know. Yeah. So it's gonna be interesting to see uh, um, how this impacts the team for the rest of the year. But he has to be able to change his style of tackling uh, to be able to to fit today's game. And then if he loves his money, right? If you yeah. love money, you're gonna learn how to change, <laughs> right? Because they're yeah. taking your money, so yeah, um, that would be my advice to you, bro. You just gotta you gotta be able to change with the times to be able to keep your money and be able to be available, and so you can help this team because we need you out there on the field. Yeah, I mean his veteran leadership is can't be understated. You know, he's definitely been one of those guys. When you have a guy who's played ten plus years in the league and is still playing at a, a high level like Kareem is, it's really invaluable to have him out there. And like you said, the the depth after him with all the injuries and everything that's going on. We don't know if Locke is going to play this week or not. Uh, a couple of players have said it's, it's up in the air. Who knows? Uh, injury report has not been released yet. So we have no idea what his practice looks like this week, but I think that this is going to be, it's going to be tough because who's going to fill that role, right? We we've seen what uh, Turner yell can do. It's not great. 
we don't know what JL Skinner can do in game scenarios yet. You know, he, he's still very much a raw prospect. You don't have time to bring in a veteran guy. You don't really have anybody on the, the practice squad that can come up and fill that role right away. Uh, with Locke hurt, Stearns hurt, um, it, it's really up to like Demari Mathis. Are we going to move him over to, to strong safety? That's what a couple people. I would, I would like him. to see JL Skinner get a um, something, get a chance because he hasn't got a chance to really play and really get a chance to see what he can do out there. So, yeah, um, we've seen what um, turn is it Turner Yale? We've seen yeah, what Turner he's Yale. done. Yeah. So, um, and his his run fits are kind of shaky and his tackling is kind of shaky. Yeah. Um, from from what I've been watching, but um, I would love to see JL finally get a uh, chance. You know, if P- PJ can't go. And we've we've talked about this before too, and, and I think for those who are uh, calling for Mathis to make that move over to safety, right? Can you kind of explain the difference that it takes going from you know the responsibility aspect of it, going from a cornerback, whether it's you know your outside or you're the slot guy, and the difference in responsibilities going from cornerback to safety? Yeah. Um, I, I, if I'm Mathis, I don't think that would be a um, good idea, really, just as a professional, um, yeah. <laughs> giving them professional advice because he can play corner. Yeah, I think he just, um, you know, he just he has to clean up some techniques, uh, yeah. clean up his confidence, you know, or get his confidence up. Um, yeah. so I think he's more than capable of bouncing back and being able to still be a corner in this NFL. Um, yeah. so, um, I don't think it's over for Mathis. Because he still showed that he has talent, he has the ability uh, to be able to go out there and make plays. He can run, you yeah. know. He can. He's athletic enough to play corner in this league. So I think let's snapped. keep him there. Um, let's let's because sh- you never know. It's still a long season. We might yeah. still need this kid at yeah. corner, right? right? So I I say uh, let's keep him there. It's uh, it's too early to move him, and uh, let's see let's see if we can get his confidence back going. Monroe, I love the way he's playing. I yeah. love the way J Max playing in the slot and Pat's yeah. playing solid. Um, yeah. So it's hard to make a change out of those three because they're playing so good together right now. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, but you never know. So we still got a long ways to go. You know, it's still early. Yeah, yeah. it definitely is, and and I think that there's just so much from that aspect. You know, your whole your technique changes when you go from cornerback to safety, and and even from slot corner to safety it's a completely different game you have different responsibilities and uh i i don't think it's as easy as you know people on twitter seem to think it is this isn't madden this is this is (laughs) this is real life like you can't just like change their position to a different thing and plug and play yeah oh they're 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 rating changed because i moved them from corner to say no that's not how this works uh and speaking of madden uh I, i wanted to bring this up because uh, Shaquille Leonard was released from the Colts yesterday and it, it kind of made it as every, you know, release or yeah. trade happens. Uh, Broncos country was like, we should get this guy. We should bring this guy in. Uh, I, I, wanted to, yeah. I wanted to get your thoughts. You know, Shaq obviously was a guy who was all, all pro caliber linebacker in Indianapolis, yeah. pro bowler, uh, made a lot of great plays, but this season just has not been playing at the same level and that's the reason why he was cut from the from the Colts was he's a, a veteran on a huge contract. He's not playing up to his standard and he was getting replaced and he was mad about his playing time. So they let him go. 
Uh, what do you think about adding a guy like Shaq Leonard to the Broncos right now? Yeah. I mean, right now, uh, I would say Singleton and Josie are playing solid. If one of those guys were hurt, definitely. Yeah. You know, immediately. Yeah. But right now, they're healthy. Uh, Singleton might be leading the league in tackles. You know, this guy, yeah, he and, comes up and missed tackles every game. Yeah. Well. And both, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's getting tackles. You know what I mean? He's yeah. going to. He's going to be up there, you know, and Josie, he's been solid. He's very underrated linebacker in this league. He knows what's going on. So um, I would say we would have to pump the brakes a little bit. If we have one of those guys hurt, I would say, uh, uh, hell yeah, let's go get them, you know, but um, let's pump the brakes. Uh, let's see what, let's see what, and we still got a young rookie linebacker behind him that has all world talent, right? Yeah. That we just don't, really he does. still has to get his mental um right and get uh get the game let the nfl game slow down for him yeah. right so we're gonna we're gonna i would say let's pump the brakes a little bit and you know we'll probably draft the linebacker next year um yeah. so i as the season goes right now i think we're solid with the two guys that we have in there yeah and for those i, I put out that tweet last night talking about you know why we why it's not a great idea to add a guy like Shaq leonard to this team right now in the middle of a four-game win streak a, this is a guy who has an extensive injury history. Got to be able to stay healthy and, and play on the field. This is a guy who has not been playing well this season. This is a guy who was just complaining about his playing time. Why bring in, you know, in everyone's feelings about Singleton and Josie, you can have them. Absolutely. Do, do they both miss tackles? Yeah, sure. Everybody misses tackles at some point. But I want to highlight this, okay? This is the last four games. During this win streak, Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton, Okay. Uh, Jewel has six pressures, a quarterback hit, five hurries, nine stops, 27 tackles, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, four missed tackles, according to PFF, two missed tackles, according to Pro Football Reference, Singleton, three pressures, one quarterback hit, two hurries, 32 tackles, 15 stops. That's the important one. 15 stops, right? That's Tackles made on third down that do not result in a first down conversion. 15. Oh, almost half of his tackles have been stopped. Two tackles for loss, one fumble recovery, nine missed tackles from PFF, six missed tackles from Pro Football Reference. Shaq Leonard in his last four games, Chris, zero pressures, zero quarterback hits, zero hurries, 23 tackles, six stops, two missed tackles according to Pro Football Reference, three missed tackles according to PFF. I think we're good. I think we're fine at linebacker. Don't bring in someone who could potentially mess up chemistry in the middle of a win streak. The, again, this is not Madden. This is not plug and play. This is the NFL. It's real life. Uh, let's move on yeah. to this week. We face a, another tough opponent, Chris, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, this team is seven and three without their starting quarterback. They've won yeah. games with backups. In a in a tough division too. You're absolutely right. Uh, the the Browns' offensive ranks. You can see them down below. Uh, they're the 13th ranked offense in the league. The sixth ranked defense. The third ranked rushing offense. 26th ranked passing offense. First ranked pass defense. 11th ranked run defense. This is going to be a tough game. And Chris, yeah. uh, let's talk about what you expect to see from the Denver Broncos offensively against the Cleveland Browns. Man, like if the if Broncos win this game then I'm I'm completely sold, right? Yeah. Because this is a 
You know, this is going to be a very tough game, you know, physical game. Even though they have a backup quarterback, um, this team is built. Too. Yeah, yeah, this team is built around, you know, um, being physical, being tough, being able to run the football, smash mouth games, yeah. right? Playing tight defense, having game records on the D-line, solid yep. uh, secondary is uh, loaded, right? Um, so it's, it's going to be a tough game, man. So I expect our offense, we need to – what I would do is um we gotta get we gotta slow down this D line. Yeah. Right. We gotta run some screens. Um, we gotta try to get uh McLaughlin in, try to get some outside runs. Um uh with the linebackers their weakest probably area. Yeah. Figure man, if we this is one this is the games where you need a nice tight end. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. And the That's Broncos just they have a you know, a plug and play guy, you know, we don't have really a, a receiver threat tight end. But this no. is when you would need that, right, yeah. versus the Browns and being able to miss – to be able to um, use that mismatch with the linebackers because that's their weakest position, yeah. right? And um, now we can't really take advantage of that. So I would yeah. say the next option would be the Judy. Judy yeah. has to be able to kill whoever he has in the slot. Um, keep the third downs, you know, third and fours and third and threes. Um, last week, you know, let's run some options with Judy this week. You yeah. know, let's try to body – uh, if we can get Cortland on Denzel, Denzel Ward, I'll be satisfied with that because, you know, Cortland might be able had, to body him. He's had success right, against him in move, the past. Yeah, move the chains, run some slants, you know, body him, run some curls where he can come back to the football and be able to body him and get those first downs. So yeah. that that's why I would move. Uh, let's get Judy on option routes. I think yeah. there's, there's ways that you can move around, put him in motion. You know, there's mm-hmm. ways they used to – you know, the Patriots always had me in motion yeah. with Edelman and Walker. Yep. You know, let's find some different ways to get Judy open and let's keep these um keep the chains moving because we're not gonna be able to run the ball on them on third and two, no, third and three. That's it's not, not happening. Happen. Right. No. So we gotta be able to figure out how to um move the chains. And I think with Judy this week is gonna be a good good mismatch. And if we can play Cortland, match him up on Denzel and try to body mm-hmm. him some in this game. And I think Cortland has been able to take him up top to oh, vertical yeah. too, also in the past. Yeah. So um, yeah. that's how they, I would try to attack this game. They've had some good battles in the past, man. That's probably, yeah. you know, that's one of the top wide receiver cornerback matchups to watch in the league. Honestly, the, these yeah. last few years, uh, I, I did talk to somebody, uh, Corey Kinnon, who, you know, I definitely respect him as a, a Browns analyst guys, super smart. Um, it does a lot with, you know, quarterback charting and stuff. If, I talked to him and I asked him, you know, what did you think about DTR uh, against Pittsburgh and, and how do you feel against uh, about him against the Broncos? And one of the things that he said was that he looked very good when he was on schedule. Um, outside of that, you know, there's there's room for improvement, which I think is is pretty standard for a, a rookie quarterback going into his third start uh, in the NFL. But this is going to be one of those games where the Broncos defense has to be able to stop the run. We are the worst run defense in the NFL. And the last couple games against Buffalo, against Minnesota, you're giving up nearly 500 yards of rushing offense. We can't have that this game. They will control the clock and they will they will wind us down. They'll they'll beat us at our own game if we allow it to happen. So how do you you know, how do you beat the Browns? Uh, if you're the Denver Broncos, yeah. you stop the run, you force DTR to throw it. He's a he's a smart kid. He really is, and he's really fun to watch. They have designed runs for him. He's he. They have plays where they can get the ball out quickly. 
he knows what he's doing, but if we can get him off schedule, if, if he's going to have Pat Sertan and Moreau and Simmons playing quality defense behind that and Jaquan, this is going to be one of those games where we have to, we have to shut it down, but we have to be able to stop the run. If we can't stop the run, it's just going to be another long game. And that defense is not one that you're going to score quickly or easily against. This is going to be a really tough matchup. Chris, I, w- I want to get into your keys. You know, we already said stop the run, but the second one that you put down is probably the, the most important. Everybody knows Miles Garrett is an MVP candidate. Uh, how do you see yeah. the Broncos potentially stopping Miles Garrett in this game, if at all? Um, yeah, my second key to the point, of course, you know, number one, we got to stop the yeah, run. Stop the run. Right? Make, this, make this quarterback beat us. Um, make this game challenging on the quarterback, you know. Um, the yeah. running back's been forward this year. He's been having more yardage than Hunt. Hunt's been more of the power back, yeah. you know, guy, move the chain guy, shorter yardage, go red zone guy. Um, so he's, he's that's kind of the role that they have him playing. But we got to stop the run, man. We got to be uh, have nice fits, um, yeah. have Can't much be better tackling than last week. Last week's tackling was um, below average. Yeah. You know, so we have to bring that back up on run defense. Um, and they know that. I think they that should be high urgency. And then yeah. number two, of course, we cannot let Miles Garrett wreck the game. Right? Nope. Oh, he's is a, so he's tough. a game wrecker, right? Turnovers, yeah. um, stopping the run, always in the backfield, you know. And um, he's, he's a dominant player in this league. So we can't let him wreck the game. I know Russ is going to be ready for him. He's going to. Um, you're, he's already, already, Russ is already looking once and, and taking <laughs> off really already. So, you know, he, it's going to be a lot of check downs to Samaji, uh, P Ryan. Yeah. And, um, uh, so we, we got to try to figure out ways to get this guy tired, get this guy running, which is, I mean, he's a freak athlete. It's hard to get this guy tired, Yeah. but, um, try to, you know, try to get this guy chasing a lot and uh, hopefully, uh, McLaughlin, uh, we can get him going this week. Yeah. It, I mean, the more that we try to run outside, I think the better uh, we're not going to be able to run through the A gap against these guys. That's going to be no. extremely tough. I'm excited to see that matchup, though, between, you know, Cushionberry and Miners uh, and Ben Powers with this uh, defensive front that they have in Cleveland because they have some dudes, man. I mean, this is, of course, a revenge game for Shelby Harris, his second in two years. Uh, had his one with Seattle. He's going to have one with the Browns. Still sad that they did not sign him this offseason, but that is going to be something to watch as well. He's going to be keyed in. I know he's going he's gonna to want to have a big game as well. Uh, Chris, your last key here, execute in the red zone. How do you see the yeah. Broncos uh, executing in the red zone against the Browns defense? Yeah, we got to score, right? And um, yeah. that that was the issue last week, you know, not being able to have uh, – not taking advantage, like you said, Judy dropping the pass. Yeah. Um, us getting the it's interception finishing. in the red zone, not scoring. Right? We have to yeah. take advantage of those. And a lot of those um, problems was we didn't go to Cortland, right? Yeah. We have to feed him in the red zone. Um, we have to try to get Russ on the move, um, get him out the pocket, you know, run some better offensive schemes to be able to get some more action. Yeah, you know, roll in the, the red pocket. zone, you know. Roll the pocket, um, so, man. Uh, Two-point conversion play, you know, the little toss. That's good to do with Jaleel this game, like, yeah. in the field, but not in the red zone, you know. We don't need those um, type of plays. Let's try to get Russ on the move, out the pocket. Let's try to get him some easy throws. Red zone, but we need touchdowns this week, right? Um, yeah. At home, 
Uh, we, you know, we haven't lit up the scoreboard at home. So let's try to light it up this week uh, in the red zone. Uh, I think it, it, I think we should be able to stop the run this week. That's what I'm hoping for because yeah. um, if I'm Coach Joseph, I'm we're all we're playing all our man and we're loading the box. So yeah. if we can't stop the run with that. That just means Cleveland's just they're just too dominant, and we need to we need to go find some more D tackles on this run. So uh, I, that would I so I would hope that we could stop the run this week, but um, that that's what we have to do, man. We got to be able to put some points in the red zone. We need yeah. touchdowns, not field goals, this week. Yeah, I think if you score if you score two touchdowns, and get up early, man. Two, two field goals, I think you're good. I think I think you can survive. Yeah. You know that those first couple drives are going to be tough uh, because you know they play really well when they're on script. Going off script, that's where you, that's where you have to take advantage of those situations. Can this be another game where they lead, uh, where they create turnovers and take the lead and convert those turnovers into touchdowns instead of field goals? I hope so. Is this the game where they get Marvin Mims more involved than just? returning punts and kicks and setting them up in great field position only to result in field goals. I hope so. This is that game where you might be able to take some shots if you can protect it well enough, but that's the thing is you have to be able to protect it well enough. And I don't know. There's going to be shots out there. Yeah. There's going to be one-on-one coverage. The Browns play man. Yeah. So they're not changing their style. No. Right. And they're they're sticky. Yeah. They're going to bring the heat. They feel like they have three cover guys. Newsome. I forgot the young uh, boy they have, number 23. He's nice. He's solid. He, uh, yeah. I think he's like a second-year or third-year guy. Oh, uh, so they're, they're, they're solid. and they're, they're nice. I think they're number yeah. one, right? Yeah. Or what are yeah. they in pass mean, defense? Top-ranked top pass defense, 11th-ranked run defense. This is, this yeah, is a good defense. Yeah, number one in pass. So um, it's a tough game. Uh, it's probably best. We played a lot of tough defenses. You can put yeah. them up there. But with not, the seats, you know? not like this um, one. This yeah. one's different, man. Yeah, they this might be different. different up front. D line and D line. Of course, the Chiefs got some beats, but overall, you know, seeing their first and second wave, you know, these guys are loaded up front. So, yeah. uh, like you said, it's gonna be a tough game. Um, we cannot have Miles. It cannot be a Miles Garrett show. That's all no. I'm gonna say. We, we can't <laughs> let that happen. Um, Chris, I let's get into X factors before we get out of here. Uh, you said your X factor player for offense was Judy. You kind of already talked about him and what he needs to do. Uh, let's talk about your X factor player on the Broncos defense for this game. Yeah, man. I think Zach Allen, man, because we're going to need a a dominant game up front. Um, I seen him getting through versus the Vikings, but he just didn't finish the play. Yeah. So I think this week he'll be hungry to finish those plays. Um, he's a guy that. It's hard for a guy like him not to have TFLs every week, yeah. right? We need we need that type of production, and um, especially this week um, against a team that we know is going to run the football. So he should have a lot of one-on-one opportunities to make plays. So uh, we need Allen to have a big game. He's our key guy to watch this week. Yeah, definitely agree. Well, that is going to do it for our uh, Week 12 preview against the Cleveland oh, Browns. We're, we're going to share a little bit more information about this game uh, in our interview tomorrow with former Bronco and former Brown, former Oregon Duck, TJ Ward. He is going to be joining the show. We'll get his thoughts 
on the matchup this weekend, who to watch for, and then we'll do some score predictions for that game as well during that show. Make sure that you <clears throat> follow us on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter at Chris Harris Jr., at Patrick Coyote, at Believe Network. Go over and follow our YouTube as well. You can catch our interviews and episodes over there. And Broncos country, until next time, let's ride. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.